Hello and welcome to day 63 of our Bible reading course at Ashford Baptist Church. A special welcome if you're just joining us for the New Testament part of the journey. Now it might be the middle of summer, but we're going to pretend it's Christmas, so perhaps imagine that you're somewhere in the Southern Hemisphere. Today's passage is Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2 down to verse 21. Let's pray. Creator God, who brought the universe into being by the power of your word, speak to me today through that same mighty word, that something new may come alive in me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord, in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the parents to their children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well on in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realised he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favour and taken away my disgrace among the people. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, 
God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At that time Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfil his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their innermost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbours and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment he wrote, His name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbours were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea people were talking about all these things. 
Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. His father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness, before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. After all the frustration and yearning with which we saw the Old Testament close, 
Luke's Gospel begins with an unmistakable sense of dramatic fulfilment. Something so important has just happened that news is spreading fast. Many people are writing about it using first-hand eyewitness accounts. Luke has taken the trouble to research it himself and now presents his findings to a man called Theophilus to confirm the validity of everything he's heard. This was either an actual person or a literary device to anyone who was curious to know or one of the many converts in the region. The name Theophilus simply means lover of God. We can't be sure, and it matters not. The opening chapters are familiar enough to Christians today, though sadly unfamiliar to the majority of people in the UK. So I'll only highlight a few key points here. Firstly, the description of John the Baptist given to his father when on duty one day at the temple, taking up the words we read yesterday and with which the Old Testament concluded. And he will go on before the Lord, in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the parents to their children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. There's a fulfilment right away, suggesting that the rest of the book is going to be about the one he was preparing the way for, the Lord himself. We don't have to wait long before that's made abundantly clear. The angel Gabriel tells Mary, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And to the shepherds, Today in the town of David a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. You can't get much more definitive than that. Then there's the role of the Holy Spirit, something that will become a significant theme throughout Luke's Gospel, and also his second book, The Acts of the Apostles. The Holy Spirit will fill John the Baptist even before he is born. He will also be the one through whom Mary will conceive the Lord Jesus. He filled Elizabeth when Mary went to visit her, and Zechariah when he gave his prophecy or song. Other things to note are the fact that John the Baptist is to be brought up a Nazarite, as we saw with the prophet Samuel, and indeed Samson too. Mary's song also bears similarities to that of Samuel's mother, Hannah, as we remarked then. The bringing together of two great Old Testament ideas, salvation and the forgiveness of sins, gets an early mention in Zechariah's song. And finally, the dependability of God's word is stated by Gabriel to Mary, for no word from God will ever fail, along with the value of putting our trust in it. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfil his promises to her. As I seek to apply today's reading to myself, is there anyone I know who is like a Theophilus? Not yet a believer, perhaps, but open to faith and God-fearing. Or a new Christian, still young in the faith. How can I encourage them to become more certain of the things they have heard? Give them a copy of Luke's Gospel, perhaps. Make a deliberate effort to meet up and talk with them when that's allowed again. 
take them under my wing for discipleship. Maybe this is something I can pray about. Mary is commended for her faith in what God had said to her. Are there words that God has spoken to or given me, either in the scriptures or through a Christian friend, that I need to hold on to at this challenging time? Is God wanting to give someone I know a word of encouragement? What is that word? And how will I pass it on to them? Lord God, my Heavenly Father, I praise you for the energy, excitement and change of mood that I find at the beginning of Luke's Gospel. May that same wonder and joy characterise my own faith, however long or short a time I have known you as Saviour and Lord. And help me to remember that Christmas isn't just for Christmas, it's for every new day. For the Lord has come to redeem his people. Amen.